0: with the message. Um, But it is a significant series around this concept of what it means to follow first. You see, you and I are followers first before anything else. And Andrew did a great job last week on that, um, that we are a follower of Jesus first. In fact, what I like about this series, it is about follow to lead. And in the lead part, there's so much that we need to unpack. We're a follower of Jesus first, but then we're called, in my opinion, next to actually lead ourselves before we lead anyone else. Now, it happens in parallel, but we lead ourselves, and then we can lead our family, and then we can lead any kind of vocation that we have. And so it is a significant thing to speak into. I'm happy to try another mic, guys, if that's easier. Um, Yep, Jeff, can I... Actually, Levi, I'll get you to clean a mic for me and hand me one. I'm going to keep going unless otherwise directed. Um, So it is a series where we want to actually take the time to go, what does it look like? In fact, when we first started talking about this, it was a concept we're going to follow, then lead, then lead. Because first after following Jesus is we are leading ourselves. If you leave it there, mate, that's great. I might use it, but I think that's going okay now. Here's the deal, we live in a culture where we have got everything working against us to the point that we can, in my opinion, certainly from my experience, I can neglect not only leading in a, in a vocation or get stuck in that space or leading my family or leading myself or even following Jesus, we have so much working against us and I think that's why I'm passionate about it the other thing I'd say before I speak too much into today this concept of lead everyone is a follower and everyone is a leader but we're a follower first and leadership if that's a word I had to get my head around that word That's a word that you can interchange with actually that's making a difference, that's having an influence, that's bringing some guidance in people's lives, that's being an example, that's being an example that someone can follow, that points people to Jesus. Every one of you in this room, everyone online, the people at Bensville who are checked in, any of us are leaders but we follow first and so we can make a difference. In fact, that's why I love the Global Leadership Summit, which looks a bit different this year. It's actually this Saturday coming, a one-day event online. You can check that out, but normally we host that because everybody has leadership, but it has to be based in the followership of Jesus first. There's a foundation of followership that we build on and want to build on that today. But like I said, there's so much in our culture that works against us. This week I was riding, the, um, just driving along, and on the radio, I don't know if you've heard this ad, it was about power tools, and you know what their slogan was? Always lead, never follow. And I go, that's an interesting slogan. Always lead, never follow. I oh go, there's something actually in that that actually is not quite right. Now, I get what they mean. When I did some research, there's many companies that use that slogan for their marketing. Always lead, never follow. It's almost like it's this, this weakness to follow. Like, we always need to be on the edge. Now, there's the absolute need to lead, but not from the point of following first. How about the Bon Jovi song? Have you heard that one that's like, we we weren't born to follow? Now, they're one of my favorite bands ever. But there's something about that song that's like, I think they're missing something. We are born to follow. We're born to follow Jesus first. And then we're actually called to lead ourselves, in my opinion, and then to lead every aspect that we're engaged in other than that. What about the slogan, have you heard this, if it is to be, it's up to me? Has anyone heard that? No. (laughs) Thanks, Rick. Interesting. I've heard that lots. Because we put this pressure on ourselves that if something's got to happen, it's up to me. I've got to be the one that makes it happen. I mean, you can go to so many conferences. In fact, there's one coming up. I won't tell you who it's by, but you'd know it if I told them. And this is their slogan for the conference. It'll probably cost you a couple of thousand bucks to go to. But this is their slogan. A new way to break through, unleash the power within. Now, that is an interesting concept because our culture says it's, you've got it in you, go for it, you can do it, um, unleash the power within. But unless that's not based on a followership of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, you're actually not only wasting your money, you're wasting your time and it's not going to work for you. There's this call for you and I to be followers of Jesus and be followers first. Our culture thinks it's a weakness to follow. I would say it's actually the strength of a person to have a foundation of followership in your life. Because it's from there that we lead ourselves and lead all the people around us we're going to spend more time on that in the next couple of weeks but it's just really looking at scripture really quickly if we're going to this process we're going to follow first we're going to follow Jesus and then we're going to lead ourselves and actually really engage with Jesus personally then we're going to lead other people there's so much in that space and we'll look at that but here's just a couple like the husband provides leadership to his wife the way Christ does his church not by domineering but by cherishing so as husbands we have leadership fathers don't exasperate break your children by coming down hard on them take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master so you and i have leadership or real believers are the ones the spirit of god leads to work away at this ministry we have leadership but it's actually on the basis of us leading ourselves on the foundation of following jesus see i want you and i to be people i can only speak for myself really i want to be a person that engages with Jesus personally. Here's what he wants to say in my life. And then have the courage and vulnerability to step out and lead from that point of view. That changes the way that you live. And we're going to spend more time in that. So here's the deal. Today we're talking about leading yourself. But it's on the back of Andrew's message last week of what it means to follow. And if you haven't checked that out, Andrew, that was a great message. Um, check it out online on YouTube. Um, it's worth a deal. Jeff was saying, I've actually been coaching, mentoring people for a, a long time and I love that, I'm passionate about it and it's probably because of this topic right here. And quite often I'll, I'll call it personal leadership or self-leadership because it's a challenge, it's a real challenge. Now here's the deal, you're right, I've done this for a long time I thought, yep, I think I know where this message is going, I've got that. What's taken shape in my heart is something completely different today that I believe are really key, core, deep things, deep work of the Spirit in our life that's in that leading myself space. I believe this is a neglected practice. It certainly is for me. I can neglect leading myself very easy. And here's the deal. Out of all the people that are in my world that I lead, I'm the hardest to lead. You've heard me say that before. It's really hard to lead yourself. That is not an easy thing to do. And I think we neglect it very easily because of that. But it's your responsibility, it's my responsibility to lead ourselves. Even if you just have this quick look at Scripture, you'll find people all through Scripture that struggle with that. You think about people right back in the Old Testament, people like Jonah. He struggled with leading himself based on what God was calling him to do. Sometimes he went to Nineveh, sometimes he didn't and then he went and then he sort of sat under a tree for a while and then he got people like the rich young ruler who jesus is going actually you really want to follow me sell all you have come and follow me he just couldn't do it he couldn't lead himself based on what jesus was calling him to do not that jesus is saying that specifically to you today don't take that out of the message um, or you've got people like Noah, who God spoke into his life and he built this ship. He led himself accordingly. And even the disciples, which Andrew looked at last week, when Jesus says, Hey, come follow me, man, that was a challenge for them. That was not easy work, and they got it right sometimes and they didn't at others. And I'm assuming that you were the same. Here's the deal I have a sinful, sinful nature that makes it really hard, I have a selfish nature that makes that really hard. In fact, the Bible talks about that in Galatians, and it says this, it says in Galatians 5, it says the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. So here's this dilemma if we're pressing into Jesus, which we need to be, want to be, and hearing what He's saying for our life, and then we're going to lead ourselves that hard because of this dynamic. But it's not impossible. And God wants us to do that. So here's Jesus. If we have a look at Luke 6, we see Jesus start to unpack this. And He quotes this proverb and He says, Can a blind man guide a blind man wouldn't they both end up in a ditch an apprentice doesn't lecture the master the point is to be careful who you follow as your teacher i want to ask you a question this morning who are you following as a teacher for life are you looking to jesus personally you're looking to other people because jesus is your teacher he's the one we're apprenticed to if you like he is he is the master He continues to say in Luke 6, You don't get wormy apples off a healthy tree, nor good apples off a diseased tree. The health of the apple tells the health of the tree. You must begin. See, based on the followership of Jesus, the next part is to lead yourself. You must begin with your own life-giving lives. It's who you are, not what you say and do that counts. Your true being brims over into true words and deeds. You see, who you are is so significant. And like Jeff said, God wants to transform you and bring this change from the inside out. And it's who you are. It's actually the starting point. Not that your life needs to be all together before you lead anybody else. Praise God for that. But we can't neglect this space of leading ourselves. You know, Jesus says, come follow me. Let's begin with your life, and it starts this transformational journey because we lead out of who we are. Our hope is that you and I, we can create spaces that actually ground us in Jesus so that we can have these core beliefs that actually we lead from about who we are. See, in Luke 6, I encourage you to read Luke 6 this week, Jesus continues to say, So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. See, that's the invitation you and I have. It's like a person building a house who digs deep and lays a foundation on solid rock, and when the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. I love this invitation. Jesus says, hey, come follow me. Like he did the disciples. I'll show you what it's like when you follow me. And you're going to have a foundation in your life that will actually stand up for anything in this life. You'll have a platform to lead from. You'll have a platform to make a difference. But it's going to take, in my opinion, deep, consistent, hard work. Your spirit engaged with God's spirit as you lead yourself based on the followership of Jesus. I like this in Romans 2. It says this, if I can get this to work. You might have to put it up for me, guys. God is kind, but he's not soft. (laughs) In kindness, he takes us firmly by the hand and leads us into a radical life change. You see, when Jesus met those young fishermen and said, come follow me, there was an invitation into radical life change. You and I today have an invitation whether, whether you've been a follower of Jesus already or whether you're still just checking this out, today is the day you have an invitation that invites you in a radical life change. And I want to share three aspects really quickly about things and aspects of your self-leadership, of you leading yourself, that will literally change your life. If we engage with these things, you will literally see change in your life. You have to if we lead ourselves with these perspectives. The first one is this, and it's actually surrender. And Andrew spoke about this last week in his message. When Jesus called the disciples and said, Hey, come with me and I will show you how to be fishers of men. It says at once they left their nets. At once To be a follower of Jesus and to lead yourself actually presents you with a choice. And the choice is, are you prepared to let go of your own way? See, we all think we've got this way. Again, if it is to be, it's up to me and we can go to conferences and we work out a vision. And, And sometimes if we're not engaged with God in that space, that's a big deal and a big problem. But we're called to actually let go of our own way. Luke 9 talks about this. And again, this is an overlap from last week. They told him they could expect for themselves. This is Jesus saying, you follow me, this is what you can expect. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way to finding yourself, your true self. See, there's this invitation, but it's going to take this deep decision constantly to let go of our own way. How do you go with that? Have you ever let go of your own way? Have you ever laid down maybe something in your life that you wanted to pursue, but you just knew that God didn't want you to do that, and you lay it down for his benefit, for what he's calling you to do? You think about Jesus. Jesus in Philippians 2 talks about he didn't consider equality with God something to hold on to he actually let go of that and gave up his divine privileges to be born as a man and to serve you see jesus even gets what it means to actually let go we can be so focused in all the things we have for life that if that's not based on the followership of jesus and the decision we make to let go of our own way it's going to be a very interesting way to live there's an invitation that says, come on, let's go. Because it is self-sacrifice. It continues in Romans. I like this concept in Romans where it says, those who think they can do it on their own end up obsessed with measuring their own moral muscle but never get around to exercising it in real life. Those who trust God's action in them find that God's spirit is in them. Living and breathing God. What a discovery. Obsession with self in these matters is a dead end. Attention to God leads us out into the open into a spacious, free life. Focusing on the self is the opposite of focusing on God. And anyone completely absorbed in self, ignores God, ends up thinking more about self than God. That person ignores who God is and what he's doing, and God isn't pleased at being ignored. See, I believe in this COVID time, there's this time where we can expose what's really important to us, what's really dear to us, And actually, is there anything, God, is there anything in my life that you want me to lay down and let go of? That's a personal leadership decision, and it's hard to do. You know, when we're invited into this relationship with Jesus, it's an absolute adventure. The disciples didn't know what they were getting into. And neither do us. But we can trust him with deep dependence and it's adventure. And he'll want the best for you. And he calls us to follow him for the purpose of seeing more followers made for Jesus. You think about the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. What's the next part? Whose kingdom? Your kingdom come. Whose will? Your will be done. There's this self-sacrifice surrender that I believe is in daily engagement in our self-leadership. The second thing is this, that there's this purpose exchange. When Jesus said to the disciples, Hey, come follow me, I will show you how to fish for people. Actually, we need to say yes to that. That's a constant decision to go, You know what, that's the invitation that Jesus still has for his disciples. There's this invitation that we as followers of Jesus will actually create new followers of Jesus. The Holy Spirit's the one that does the work, but he uses you and me to facilitate that process. I love this in 1 Corinthians 9, where it says, even though I'm free, this is Paul talking, he was an apostle, he was around um, at the time, even though I'm free of the demands and expectations of everyone, I have voluntarily become a servant to any." And all in order to reach a wide range of people. Check this out. Religious, non-religious, meticulous moralists, loose living immoralists, the defeated, the demoralized, whoever. I didn't take on their way of life. I kept my bearings in Christ. So Paul's going, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to say yes to actually the purpose that he has for my life. And I'm going to step into that trusting him the whole way. I'm going to keep my bearings on Christ But I entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every sort of servant there is in my attempts to lead those I meet into a God-saved life. See, Paul embraced the purpose that Jesus had for him. And you and I, even if you're watching and you're engaged somewhere and you're going, I'm still checking out Jesus. Jesus has a purpose for you. He has a purpose for you and me. And when we... In our decision, deep, based on the followership, yeah, I'm going to follow Jesus, there's this purpose exchange in our life where it looks different. The fishermen, they they were fishing for fish, and then their purpose changed. Now, I'm sure they fished again at some point, but there was this exchange of purpose. Paul embraced it. Check this out. I love this concept. In the Messiah in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. And through us, he brings knowledge of Christ. Everywhere we go, everywhere you go, everywhere you go, people breathe in this exquisite fragrance. Because of Christ, we give off a sweet scent rising to God, which is recognized by those on the way of salvation. You see, there's this as-we-go gospel. If we're going to engage with God in our followership and choose to say yes to that on this amazing adventure, God's going to use you in all kinds of different ways to bring this sweet fragrance about Jesus. There's plenty of people in our country right now who have got a foul fragrance of what the church might be. You get an opportunity. Your purpose is to actually change that fragrance. When people get in your space, if you're following Jesus... And you allow it, you're leading yourself based on what Jesus is saying, what the Spirit of God's saying to your life, you're going to give off this sweet fragrance wherever you go. And people are going to engage with you. We'll see more people come to faith. You've been personally invited into this amazing journey. Now, this is another thing I've noticed, I don't know about you. I reckon one of the major issues in our current culture is that people have no purpose. I see you nodding, Lisa, you'd see that all the time at school, I'm sure. It was even only last last week week before I got a phone call from somebody who wanted to know if I would meet with with someone they knew who was a guy in his mid 20s um, worked hard at school did very well left school went to university doing very well at university and kind of on the back end of that and actually just hit such a low spot in life where he just couldn't couldn't function couldn't operate depressed, really sad and you know what he could articulate? He says, I just don't know what my purpose is. So unfortunately we're we're trained to actually think that that potentially our education and, and vocation is our purpose. And it can be, and that's all really good, but there's this purpose exchange. You follow Jesus, he want to use you to lead people to him in all kinds of different spaces, from your home, from university, from school, from your workplace, because you've got this sweet fragrance. Because we follow Jesus, we allow the spirit to actually engage. We say yes in the way we lead ourselves to whatever he's saying, And then we step out and we've got this fragrance in the way that we're called. You and I are part of the most significant story we would ever know. You and I are part of the Jesus story. And what an adventure. It doesn't get any better than that. And it's a daily engagement, a daily adventure. Where's God put you? How's he using you to be this sweet fragrance to those around you? Because you can be, it can make a real difference and I believe it's actually going to be a catalyst to see people come to faith. You know, the mission of our church is simply this, to partner with Jesus to build up his church. That's what we want to do together. That's what we want to do. And we do that with an empowering culture and equipping culture and an encouragement in our culture. That's what we're saying yes to. And we're going to do that together you know paul would say i haven't got this on powerpoint but he would say in 1 corinthians 9 i have purpose in every step when we understand that we're we're called into this relationship and we follow jesus and we lead ourselves we've got purpose in every step in every step of the way the last thing the number three thing is this that there's this personal engagement with jesus daily how do we lead ourselves in such a way That we have practices that engage us with the truth of Jesus through his word, through his spirit that develops core beliefs in us that actually we step out and lead ourselves and have an influence from that point of view. How can you, how can I daily engage with Jesus through the living spirit of God and allow him to speak in our life? And allow him to lead us into all kinds of different... That, that'll take courage. You have to be brave. And that takes some hard work to work that out. Check this out in Matthew 23. It says, don't let people do that. This is what he's saying. Put you on a pedestal like that. There's some people in your world that might put you on a pedestal as you're that Christian person. Or maybe in, our, in my case, I'm a pastor. You, we don't need that. You, you all have a single teacher and you are all classmates. We are all classmates together with Jesus as the teacher. Don't set people up as experts over your life. I'd like a conference with that a you know, couple, of, couple of grand to be part of that. Don't set people up as esper- experts over your life. Letting them tell you what to do. You know, when people meet with me, even in that coaching space, one of the first things I want to make very clear is I won't make any decisions for you because that's not my responsibility. That's your responsibility. I don't want to tell anybody what to do. Not my responsibility. Too hard leading myself. That's my responsibility. Save that authority for God. Let him tell you what to do. No one else should carry the title of father. You have only one father and he's in heaven. And don't let people maneuver you into taking charge of them. There is only one life leader for you and them and that is Christ. See, it's all about Jesus. If we can, as a people, take the followership of Jesus seriously and from that point lead ourselves, we will actually point people to Jesus, which is what we want to do. It's not about pointing people to you, it's not about pointing people to anyone here. In fact, one of the issues I think we have in the church is that we've professionalized ministry. And it can seem like there's experts. Man, I'm no expert at all, I'm passionate. But I think we have, and I think sometimes we've probably given off this concept. Well, if you're really serious about the faith, you go to Bible college, get changed, and become a pastor. Man, that's Jesus called 12 people to follow him and change their career. The rest he didn't. See, the good thing about the New Testament, the good thing about the New Covenant, the good thing about the time that you and I live in is that we don't need a priest between us and Jesus. We don't need a mediator between us and God. You don't need anybody to represent you between you and God because Jesus made a way. There is no obstacle. There's no barrier. You have one life leader. His name is Jesus. You have one life coach. And I tell you what, if you follow him and take that invitation and make a choice and surrender your way to his way, And that you go, I'm going to say yes to the purpose of Jesus and I'm going to revolve and make my life based on that purpose as I go in everything. And I'm engaging with him daily for a correction. You know, the Spirit of God is known as a wonderful counselor. Have you heard him called that? He wants to counsel you every day on the way to lead yourself so that you can have an influence for Jesus. You don't need anybody to help you do that. Here's the deal. Where a coach or a mentor or a prayer triplet or even just a mate, it's really helpful to have conversations with people to go, I think this is what God's saying in my life. I'm thinking this is what I hear. Can you help me unpack that and keep me accountable to what God's saying in my life? That's the purpose of people in your life, not as experts over us in any way. You have, you have this openness to Jesus through his spirit and what I've noticed is we have practices in our life just simple practices like prayer walks or reading God's word or having quiet times or listening to worship music or journaling or fasting or whatever they are they're all for the purpose to engage us with Jesus personally and as we do that he will speak in your life and he'll build a conviction in your spirit he'll bring a revelation of truth that just builds a picture over time about who you are and what he's asking you to do. God's never spoken to me audibly. He can do that if he wants. Other people say they've heard that and I believe them. But what God does in my life as I follow him and have practices to really hear what he's saying, I feel convictions build over time. And I like to unpack that with some close people. And actually from those convictions develop some core beliefs and then choose in my personal leadership to make decisions to have an influence for Jesus. Now, we're never going to be perfect in that because of those tensions I mentioned earlier. But I want to say yes to that. And I want to encourage you to really consider leading yourself in that kind of way also. I love this in 2 Thessalonians as we get towards the end. It says this, guys, you might have to help me again. It says, may the master take you by the hand and lead you along the path of God's love and Christ's endurance. What a beautiful story. Have we got that on the slide, guys? May the Master take you by the hand and lead you along the path of God's love and Christ's endurance. I just want to ask you this morning. How can we, in our personal leadership, take that invitation seriously? So if Jesus is saying, hey, come follow me. Come follow me, it's the best adventure you can have. Come follow me, I'll show, I'll show you how you can be fishers of men. And we say yes to that. How can we daily engage with the Spirit of God to allow Him to lead us into all that He wants to lead us in? What could that look like for you? What's He doing in His Spirit? How do you say yes to that fellowship in your personal leadership and lay down our own way? Say yes to the purpose of God in your life. That yes, he's invited you into that story. And then we daily engage just to stay current and to hear everything he wants to say in our life. The vision of our church is based on this verse um, in Ephesians 4. Uh, This is the message version. But check this out. God wants us to grow up to know the whole truth and tell it in love like Christ in everything, we take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. Jesus is the source of everything we do. In fact, we have a statement that says everything comes from and exists for God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Everything. He is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up in health, healthy in God, robust in love. In this series of follow to lead, can I encourage us to really engage deeply with Jesus personally? And then ask ourselves, Jesus, what does that mean for me? How do I lead myself? How do I continually actually be reminded that you call me to surrender? I want to say yes to your purpose, to your way. And I want to have practices that daily engage me with you, Jesus. That kind of life in your personal leadership will lead you and I to have an amazing impact for the kingdom of God. And I believe if we do that consistently, we will see people step into faith. But it takes us to say yes in our personal leadership. God's given you free will. He's given me free will. And we get to choose it every day. It's a choice in our personal leadership. Can I encourage you to make those choices fresh, to make them regularly, to make them daily? And to really follow through on everything God wants you to do. Even just to finish today, if I could get the band to come up, let's just take a few moments just to allow the Spirit of God to touch our hearts with that. And if you're at home watching this, we're just going to take a few moments to have communion together. And so you might want to grab something around that is fairly quick, like a cup of tea or something to eat just to represent jesus body and his blood if you're at bensville um glad you're with us today and if you've got some hosts that are distributing communion now we've got these really cool little things these almost like covid safe communion things can someone throw me one for a sec yeah go kel cool that was a good catch um it was a good throw (laughs) It's a good comeback. Um, So just logistically, you're going to have one of these in your hands. And this is like a a two-in-one special where... So can I just direct you in a moment? So when it gets time to have this whenever you want, there's a little film at the top first that you take off first. Otherwise, you're going to get the whole deal. And there's a wafer inside. And then there's the silver layer, which unleashes the the wine. Some people were really hopeful for a second there. So I'm assuming everyone's got something at Ben'sville. We've got something here at Tumby, and if you've got something at home, even if you haven't, you can still engage in this space, because Jesus says, "Just take something to remember Me, something to remember My body, and something to remember My blood," and they're important because they represent life. Jesus gave his life for you, for me. Now here's the deal. Jesus knows what it's like to surrender. As Jesus got to the end of his life and he was arrested for no reason, and you might know the story, he was in this garden called Gethsemane. And he was on his knees traumatized and engaging with his father and just going god is there any other way but i want your will to be done jesus knows what it's like to surrender even his own way so i say yes to the will of my father and so today as we take communion can i encourage you To surrender in a fresh way. And maybe today, this might be the first time that you would go, Jesus, I give you my life. I actually choose in my free will to surrender my life and say yes to you, Jesus, and to live your way, your will. I want to say yes to the invitation to come follow me. So can we, in a fresh way, surrender our own way and give it to Jesus? Can I encourage you as we take communion today? That in a fresh way, or maybe for the first time, we say yes to the purpose of Jesus. Can we say yes to the mission of Jesus? And it could be a simple prayer that goes, Jesus, I feel like I've got nothing to offer with my life. But in my free will, I choose to say yes to your purpose for me in it. And it's a fresh decision. It's a new decision in your personal leadership. And can I encourage you today as we take communion and ongoing out of today that we choose to personally engage with Jesus every day. That there's some practice, there's some engagement, there's some intentionality that says, Jesus, I choose to follow you. And I want to make decisions in my life that lead myself based on everything that you're saying. And I trust you with that. Can we remember Jesus this morning? So in your own time, if you haven't already, let's just take the bread and the juice. Let's just remember Jesus for a moment. Heavenly Father, Father, I thank you that you're a God of love. And Jesus, I thank you that you know what it's like to surrender. You know what it's like to say yes to the purpose of your Father. You know what it's like to engage with your Father personally, daily. Jesus, you modeled for us. The kind of life that you call us into. So Jesus, this morning, in a fresh way, we want to say yes to surrendering our life and giving up our own way to follow you, Jesus. God, we want to say yes to the purpose that you may have for us. Whatever that is, in the small little things each day to maybe some bigger things, we want to say yes to that. Because we want to be in your mission, in your world. And God, I pray, God, that you would show us ways how we can personally engage with you every day. And I pray, God, that by your Spirit, you would speak into our life, you'd build convictions about who we are and what it is you're asking us to do. Lord, I pray that you'd build our identity and our purpose, you'd bring transformation. But God, help us to step in and say yes. Help us to have practices that engage us with you. And I pray, God, that you would inspire us personally by your Spirit, with practices that help us do that well. But God, in a fresh way, in our free will, in our personal leadership, we say yes to you, Jesus. And we do that today, and we're so thankful we have opportunity to do that today in jesus name amen amen guys can you lead us in this song thank you